Hey, hey, boo-boo, and uh, the award goes to... And the award goes to... Hi-ho! The award goes to... Nikki, and this is my husband, John. Every year we watch the Academy Awards, we throw a party, it's a whole to-do, but we've honestly never seen more than five of the movies at any given show. So this year, we're going to watch at least one new movie every other week, starting with this year's Oscars and ending at the 2019 91st Annual Academy Awards. In one year, when we talk about the Oscars, we will have seen every single movie nominated. We better, or there's not a lot of point to doing the show twice a month. I can't think of a better way to spend our first year of marriage. Last year was our wedding year. This year will be our our Oscar Oscar year. year. (laughs) You wait till I point it here. That's fine. All right, so uh, this is also going to be a long one. Uh, We just took a pee break, and we tried to take Rose Tyler out for a walk, but she won't do it. Um, you can tell by how much I'm bumping the mic and stuff that, uh, yeah, we're a few drinks in. Uh, one of the things I realized while getting ready for this is that I'm the worst guy to like keep you involved with like, for instance, how many drinks I've had, you know why? Cause if my drink is half done and I know I've got to sit down for a while, I'll fill it back up again. So it's hard for me to keep track of like, well, I'm on my seventh drink. I'm like, well, I'm on my seventh and a half. I don't What's know. that show? So we're watching the show called You're the Worst on, I think, yeah, Netflix. Yeah, and you were just doing an impression of the girl. That What's was so song? weird. She's like, Sunday, Monday. What's the song? Oh, it's an yeah. amazing song. Better than a Monday. Yeah. Oh, we need, they all okay. sing it. For the next one, we're going to play it for you guys at the beginning because we'll be at our most tipsy. Because we're For seven, the very last one. We're two to one. Yeah, yeah, this is, so two more episodes to go. This one and the next one. And I'm so excited about both. I don't know which one it is, but I know it is This is either. going to be a long one. I have a feeling it's a Star is Born because Jean said Vice was going to be the last. I collected uh, a nice article that I enjoy. I, I saved my favorite paragraphs out of it that compares the five, four or five different versions of this movie that exist. So it's a Star is Born. A Star is Born. A movie that has been made and remade so many times. It's almost a cliche, except no one's ever seen it. Okay, now. so here's let, let's just give you a little backstory. John and I watched this movie at the two dollar theater, three dollar theater, and we got I ugly cried. It was like noon. We also saw Vice right afterwards. So it was like you know middle of the day. I had to walk out in the sunlight, and Lord knows there was mascara all over my face. So John gets outside and he's like, I feel bad. I totally ruined that ending for a ton of people at work. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, well, I mean. No, one person. One person. He's like, I know it's been, I mean, it's been redone four times. And so it it got me thinking and I was like, oh my God, it has been done. I knew Barbara Streisand had done it. I knew. Mm -hmm. uh, who Judy Garland. Judy Garland. So I knew those two. Who was the third? Someone. Oh, uh, it's on tip of my brain. I know. I know. I feel bad. Uh, but she's a classic actress. I knew for a fact that these were Vivian movies. Lee? That Is it Vivian been, Lee? Oh God, I love it might her. Be. Anyway. It's in this article that I looked up. That's that's a big deal. She did it, and I don't know that. I feel terrible okay. because I'm. A we are not going to summarize the plot to this movie. No, we're not. Everyone is seeing it. it. No, like, but that, that's the point of this whole my whole intro is that not everyone has seen it. I have asked everyone since we've seen this movie. I was like, "Do you know the plot twist?" And it is literally like a fifty-fifty split. I have talked to couples where the husband knows, but the wife doesn't know. I have mm-hmm. talked to business partners where one knows and the other doesn't. Like, not a lot of people know this story. I Spoiler didn't know alert. this story. So at work. A girl was like, I want to go see Star is Born. And I was like, why? We all know he kills himself at the end. You are such an asshole because I did not know that and I am your freaking wife. I didn't even think about it. I just said it. It's like saying like, why? At the end of Gone with the Wind, her house burns down. 
Why? At the end of Psycho, he's the guy in the dress. That's the point of the You're movie. Such a jerk. I'm so Either mad he at you kills himself or he ODs. Like, okay. So anyway, even if you do know the ending of this story, oh my god, you guys, this movie is fantastic. I knew even through the. I mean, because as John will point out, every decision about this movie is pointing toward the fact that he's going to kill himself. Toward yeah, the end. It, so, it's the only way it can end. It, yeah, it is, and and I knew that without knowing the plot, without like fully knowing the plot at the end or the plot twist. Uh, even if you know it, if you go into this movie 100% knowing that, oh my God, it is such a they fantastic film. They earn it. They earn it so much. And you will still cry. I actually, I actually feel like I learned a lesson about life from it. That, that sort of like, it's the journey, not the destination. I sort of relearned that where I was like, I know how this ends. But damn, I'm glad this relationship exists. Like, this is a love. This is a really pure love. And, and they got to have it while they had it. And what's and that's more enough. amazing is that I agree with you. I think that's a beautiful thing is when you look at love, everyone says like the old cliche is it's better to have loved and to have lost and never to have loved at all, right? So that's what this movie is 100% trying to encapsulate is mm-hmm. like you have loved so passionately and it doesn't exist anymore, but you did it. You did mm-hmm. the thing that we're all looking for. So I just want to like sidebar this conversation about Lady Gaga and uh, – Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper's relationship in Did real life. Did you snap about Bradley Cooper? That's weird. I'm on like drink five. The two of them have a beautiful relationship in real life and they have done, and I don't know, I mean, I choose to believe that it's not all a publicity stunt, but they I have don't know. done a yeah. lot. I don't know how much of it I buy. I think there's been a lot of publicity around like, ooh, Bradley Cooper is going to leave his girlfriend for Lady Gaga. And I don't believe that's true. I think there's a beautiful platonic relationship. I think it's confusing for people to, I I actually think it's really offensive to actors to be like, oh, you believed their relationship so much they must be in love in real life. That's their job. It's gross. Just like with Heath Ledger's death, where it's like, oh, that, that, that role was so dark, he killed himself, or he OD'd because of it. He's a fucking a- Oh. Forget you. He's a forgetting actor. Ooh. He's not a forgetting actor. No, I was just using the John effort. has used the F word a couple times, so there's going to be some people leaving so, out. So, forget you. He's a freaking actor. He's a freaking actor, <laughs> and that's his job, and he's not going to get lost in it because he's a good actor. Agreed. And I'm not trying to, like, I do not believe that they are romantically involved. If they are, I don't care. I think they have a beautiful friendship. As someone who has a ton of amazing friendship with with males, I I think it's wonderful. They've done That's actually, the thing I love about their relationship the most is it's a friendship where they sleep together. Yeah. And those are my favorite kinds of relationships. That's like you and I are very similar to that. Like, we're like best friends and hang out all the time. The only difference is we sleep together, you know? Yeah, and that's what I loved about this. I, I love their relationship out, mm-hmm. off off camera uh, because it definitely translated to their relationship on camera. And it is just, you guys, the acting. Oh, I'm going to cry just talking about it because it was so great. The movie was such an amazing movie. Let's so the it. very first Star is Born was in 1932, directed by George Cukor. Uh, it was called What Price Hollywood? Let's see if this sounds familiar. Are you ready? Constant Bennett. Constance Bennett plays small-town waitress Mary Evans, who falls into a business relationship with the drunken Hollywood producer Max Carey, played by Lowell Sherman. Max is intent on turning Mary into a star. She has what Eleanor Glynn would call it, but it comes at the expense of his sobriety. Okay. Pretty similar, right? Yeah, same movie. So there was the th- there was a, a code at the time. There were things you could show and you couldn't show. They, it did not shy away from that at all. In the end, he shot himself in the chest. Jesus. That's 
a pretty like violent end. David O. Selznick remade the movie four years later, and that was the first time it was called A Star is Born. It was then remade in 1954, 1976, and 2018. So that's why I say four or five, is because uh, it was four times called A Star is Born, but there was another time that all these movies are based on, that it wasn't in his, the love was more toxic. And that's the first time where you get the name Maine. Mm. He was Norman Maine, which in uh, this most recent one, I think he's Jackson Maine. Is that mm-hmm. right? Yeah, Jackson Maine. Um, so he's Norman Maine for all the others after this, until this most recent yeah. one. They, 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 they vary a lot in terms of the healthiness of their relationship. In some, it's borderline abusive. The other thing that varies a lot in all these different remakes of it is who is the star? Is it him? Or is it her? Yeah, which is, I mean, all of those are the same lines. They still address I actually all of that feel like this, this was the first time, and this is a guy who hasn't seen any of them. Just from research, it feels like this is the first time they were equals. I felt like they were both the star of this movie. Yeah. If anybody, she nudges ahead by an inch. Of this movie or like in the story? The movie. Like okay. as people look, like talking about an Academy Award winning movie or a nominated movie. Who was the star? Was it oh Bradley Cooper or was it Lady Gaga? No, that's, that's They're equals, impossible right? to tell. Yeah, okay. that's impossible. But in the past, it's gone one way or the other. It's it's his movie or it's her movie. Oh, okay, that's that's a fair point. And in this movie, I think that's why Bradley Cooper, he, he directed this movie, right? Mm-hmm. I think he made that decision very deliberately to make it, oh my God, you guys, these characters were the most likable humans on the face of the planet. So like, it felt like he took a bullet for her, right? He directed the movie and he, in, in a way, he, he tried to take sort of a backseat to her. Unfortunately, he accidentally became her equal. Does that Uh, feel right? No, I don't agree with that. I think he deliberately made the decision for them to be equals. I think because his character is obviously like the big wig, the really important character who then creates, he creates her and turns her into a star. What I love about this movie so much beyond their acting performances, which is just ridiculously wonderful, is their ability to share the stage so to speak they were they were giving they were never taking they were as actors always i felt giving. they were always giving, always giving always just like trying to set the other one up for to success. each other and it's not just with the two of them but it's also with sam elliott like the three of them like i know yeah he did a really good job god, too. god and we have already talked about my absolute love for sam elliott he is my favorite human probably on the face of the freaking have planet. you seen roadhouse roadhouse of course i've seen roadhouse okay that's my dad's favorite movie. Why do you think your dad let me join his family? It was 100% <laughs> only because of Roadhouse. Uh, no, every every decision of this movie, you guys, was so insanely thought out. And the acting and the, the dialogue, everything. Was Back to the remakiness. This movie has shadows of the one before it. Barbara Streisand got a lot of criticism for directing A Star is Born in the 70s and starring in it because it was made to look like she was providing herself this venue to become a star and a martyristic star where she becomes a star at the expense of another man, like, or he was holding her back and then... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it, it. it was very complicated. So and this so was Bradley, Bradley Cooper, Cooper behind the scenes was getting some sort of like, mm, are you going all Streisand on us? Are you trying because? to be self-serving? And, yeah. yeah. And so I think it was actually a very selfless direction to the movie. Like, for instance, so he's directing the movie, spoiler alert, at the end he hangs himself, mm. understanding that uh, he is flawed and because of his flaws, he will always hold her back. And he thinks, like, he's like the ultimate manager for her. He wants her to be successful so badly and to be a true artist. And he knows she can never be that if she's constantly babysitting him. He's holding her back. And so he just takes himself out of the equation. However, this could send a message of glorifying suicide. 
So almost immediately afterward, I thought it was a little jarring as I was watching it. Sam Elliott and Lady Gaga have a conversation Mm -hmm. about how selfish he is for doing it. They have a conversation where he's like, this isn't your fault. He had problems, etc. Essentially, in the context of that conversation, they take all glory out of what he... Yeah, there's like a vilification to it. It's complicated because when somebody takes their own life... Suicide is a very complicated subject in general. Mm -hmm. And it's it's definitely a big issue that we're dealing with in our current climate. Mm -hmm. Like in across We're talking about our mental health issues more. We really are. And a lot of the time, this is coming from a deep-seating mental health issue that's out of someone's control. Mm-hmm. It's not fair to vilify them or glorify them. It's, but this it's movie in the middle does a somewhere. really good job of explaining, like, of you seeing both sides. Mm-hmm. You seeing the ramifications of someone taking their own life and the and the loved ones that they leave behind. But you see it in the justification of the person that does take their own life. It is a really hard thing to watch. It's you guys. a noble attempt for a director and an actor to undertake. Agreed. Oh God. Do they pull it off? I don't know. But it was it was very noble of Bradley Cooper. It was to try one it. of the most honest depictions of a relationship too. Like the fights he gets in that him and Lady Gaga get in about you know like there's one scene where she does this really terrible poppy version mm. of uh, a song and he's like this isn't you you're not showing who you truly are and she's like screw you man like I'm just trying to do the best I can do and they get raw they get down and dirty and anyone who's been in a relationship for a long time knows that it can get that way and mm-hmm. it doesn't it, it hurts and it sucks and no one is coming at it that way like John and I aren't going to come at each other in in that way intentionally but it happens man these fights can get really gross and you can show your ass you can mm-hmm. show your darkness and they do that. And then, and then they, but they also show the like beauty of a relationship where you truly but, understand another person and they forgive each other almost instantly. And what you're avoiding is like the alcohol and the drugs exacerbating. Yeah. And in some ways it's healthy and some ways it's unhealthy the way they like pin the blame on it where they're like, well, that was the alcohol and the drugs talking. Yeah. Well, choices are being made. Yeah. You know, it's a hard movie to talk about. It's really emotionally affecting in the terms of like being a lover. Being a guy who enjoys a drink, it's hard to, like, watch a guy, like, take it that far. Yeah. Spoiler alert, he pees himself on stage while oh, she's God. receiving an award. Can I just point out that, like, that that's really hard for me because I think of, like, you and I are, we, we really work toward being, like, supportive of each other. Mm-hmm. We both have dreams and goals and ambitions. We're not, mm-hmm. you know, we're a very ambitious couple. So that every once in a while, the other person has to take the back seat to the other person. Mm-hmm. It's really hard sometimes to really dive into that. And we've had conversations around it. So to watch that scene was really hard for me to see him, like, really struggling with her taking the spotlight. It was it was a beautiful scene and really terrifying. Sorry, I shouldn't have said that word. It was a beautiful scene, but it was also really hard to watch. was. Yeah. Let's go through the awards. <laughs> Let's cheer this up and make it a little more practical. I know. I'm all, all like right. crying. I'm over here. I'm all tearing Well, up. it was like, it's the kind of movie that really affects you. It does. It makes you cry and you leave questioning everything. Actor in a supporting role goes to Sam Elliott uh, versus no, Mahershala Ali. I love you guys all. Sorry. It does matter. Go ahead. Versus Mahershala Ali of Green Book. He's a fantastic actor. He is a great actor. Adam Driver of Black Klansman. You've been great defending actor. him quite a bit. Go Kyler. Richard E. Grant from Can You Ever Forgive Me? Or he was the Spice Girls manager in Spice World. Always important. Uh, Sam Rockwell in Vice. Sam he was Rockwell's George Bush. amazing in that. You guys, I have There's to no say. way Sam Elliott's getting it. What? Wow. Did you have to do it in the mic? I did. That was really gross. I just don't think Who he's Who was going to get it? Sam Rockwell? It comes down to Sam Elliott versus Mahershala Ali, I guess. And Mahershala Ali just got one last year or the year before. You guys, if there's anyone on the freaking face of the planet that deserves anything, it's Sam Elliott. He is wonderful. The scene, let's talk about the scene. 
The scene that sold it for me with him Ugh. is towards the end of the movie. Bradley Cooper's character's gotten sober. Jackson Maine's gotten sober. He and his brother have been fighting because his brother keeps saying, you stole my voice. And then he looks at him and goes like, you say I stole your voice, but you were more of a father to me. It's a beautiful what is he, moment. I don't remember what he says. They, they had been but he fighting. Gets out of, uh, he tears up and gets out of the car. And Sam Elliott immediately turns around and starts reversing the pickup and he looks he's right at not up. right at the camera but right in the general area of the camera and he's tearing up you didn't even realize the camera was set there through that whole scene so that he could turn back yeah and look at you crying and it was great direction uh, and it was great acting. I saw it was a great it was performance the beginning of all of the and it was crying. um it was a show of emotion that i've seen a million times with the men in my family it is very similar to the way they behave Right. And it was very relatable. Right. That's the scene where he gets it for me. Thank you. Me there too. were other scenes where I actually, I actually thought this was like an unbalanced performance for Sam Elliott. I feel like he's usually a little bit more. You shut your face. Okay. Sorry. I'm, I'm a little worried opinion. to talk Go about ahead. my actual opinions of the movie sorry. with you because you're like really indignant about right. it. Go ahead. But there, there were scenes where I felt like he was going through the motions, but that wasn't one of them. That, that scene. And it's kind of hard where there's scenes where I'm like, he's just reading his lines. And then there was that scene where I was like, God, that looks really good. While I respect your opinion, and it is valid because it is your opinion. Sound mixing. I think Sam Elliott is a freaking treasure, and I think he did the perfect job in that movie. The sound mixing in this movie was done by T- Tom Ozenick, Dean Zupinchik, Jason Reuter, and Steve Morrow. I would have it's, to rewatch it. It's up against then... Black Panther, Bohemian Rhapsody, First Man, and Roma. Here's what I would say. It's a music movie. I don't remember it, but it probably has incredible sound mixing. Yeah, I wasn't, I was I wasn't say, watching I, it for that at exactly. the time. Exactly. I'd have to rewatch it and but, watch it But yeah, that. it's probably a big contender. Actor in a leading role, you got Bradley Cooper up against Christian Bale and Vice, Willem Dafoe at, at, Eternity, at Eternity's Gate, Rami Malek in Bohemian Rhapsody, and Viggo Mortensen in Green Book. Can I say something that may sound really stupid? Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of Bradley Cooper's acting in this it was wonderful. I'm not taking anything away from him. I really, I think he deserves all the praise and glory. But there were a lot of shots of like up close and personal. You know what I mean? Like of this like really dramatic emotion that he was portraying. Mm-hmm. And I think that's going to go a long way. And I think he was decision. playing a character. I feel like he plays a character as Rocket Raccoon in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Can you think of any other time he plays a character and not just himself? That's not fair. I don't have all the movies in front of me. I can't answer Hangover? That. Limitless? So you get what I'm... The, I, I can only... I, this this no. is his chance to get an Oscar. I don't know what Limitless is. Like The I've one where he takes the one. pills and his brain expands? I don't feel, I don't think that that's the same character he played in Hangover, no. You're trying to say he was the same person in both of those movies. And, yeah, he's and just playing other, himself. But what other movies are there? I don't I don't agree with that. I Name Bradley Cooper movies. I don't know them. That's what I'm saying. I, every movie that I've known in the last five years, he's played a character and he's done a damn good job of it. I don't agree. I think that this is something like out of the ordinary for I do him. think he was fantastic. nailed it. I agree. Mm, that, that's an F that I'll bleep happily. I feel like it, he deserves it. He effing nailed yeah, it. Yeah, like. <laughs> All right. Actress in a leading role. Lady Gaga. Yeah, it's Lady Gaga versus Melissa McCarthy and Can You Ever Forgive Me? Which we haven't seen yet. We're working on Olivia it. Coleman in The Favorite. Mm. Glenn Close in The Wife. And Yelitsa Aparicio in Roma. She's probably going to get it. Yeah, this is one of her... I mean, this is her first real acting. People are stoked. Yeah. Not just normal people. But then again... Actors are stoked, too. Can I too. just say that this... It, she was wonderful. I don't want to take anything away from her. But, like, just think of this movie. And there's a lot of, like, close-ups of her face. And, like, it's a very, like, naked face. She doesn't have a ton of makeup on. She's not trying to hide anything. But, like, that... I feel like when we do all these close-ups, 
that makes us go, wow, we really get to intimately see you. So we feel like they're doing a really good job of acting. Well, cause, because you can't miss a thing. You can't you miss a thing. You see every single thing. And I'm not and trying to And so if they slip say, up for a second. Yeah. I'm not trying to say that the close-ups take away from, like, I'm not trying to say that. You feel a, like maybe a, it's cheating? Then No, that, that's what I'm not trying to say. It's a shortcut. I'm not trying to say that either. Okay. I'm saying this, I guess maybe wait, a shortcut. Wait, I guess, wait, can I say this? Yeah. If they have the balls to do the close-ups, yes. that means they've got the Thank they've you. got the performances. Yes, yes. Yeah. that's what I'm trying to say. I'm not trying to take away from these performances because they were, you guys, so great. What's your intention with this, with her performance? To fall in love with her along with him? Well, I fell in love with her. She was great. Yeah. She's no Nikki, but she was, a close she was tremendous. Man. She was a close Strong, man. independent, weak, and fragile and at times. Yeah. Uh, I loved it. I, but I, in the end, oh my God, you guys. The and last yeah, song, she did like, the right thing in the end. Ugh, just The strength that it takes to yeah, come out of that, I yeah, don't think it I was, have. It was incredible. But it was like full of hope and ugh, it was so good. Cinematography up against Cold War, The Favorite, Never Look Away, Roma. I... I'm actually disappointed in this lineup, but I haven't seen two of the movies. I don't think they're going to win for cinematography. I don't. I don't think that they <laughs> should. I wouldn't even think they would be nominated for it. I thought it was a good-looking movie, definitely. Oscar cinematography, no. And then I look at the competition. And I'm like, was it just a weak year for cinematography, or did we just not care to nominate thoughtfully? Because I don't agree with that, but I don't know. I don't think this is something I sure hope Roma gets cinematography over A Star is Born. I'll say that. Yeah. Yeah. We were talking about blandness earlier. A Star is Born is not bland, but, but it's a performance based movie. The, yeah, it's a performance. Anybody can just put the camera based. up close to somebody and call it cinematography, right? Agreed, but that's the thing is, but to be fair, John, before we brought this up, all I have talked about is how it's close ups and mm-hmm. how that has provoked a lot of emotion. Yes, so, but that. Mm. It's complicated. it's complicated. All right. It's also up for Best Picture against Black Panther, Black Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody, The Favorite, Green Book, Roma, and Vice. It comes, for me, it comes down to A Star is Born versus Black Panther. This is going to be a popular movie year. It's being driven by the popular vote. Look at every magazine, every newspaper. When they say Oscars, the image you see is A Star is Born. The only competition it has for me is Black Panther, which is an important movie. Is A Star is Born important? No. But do people like it? Oh, they love it. They love it. They're, you can't escape it. You can't watch it without feeling something. I almost asked my mom. So my mom and I usually hang out on Sundays, like, as much as we can. And I almost asked her, knowing that we were planning on this on Sunday, I almost asked her to make sure she had watched A Star is Born and to chime in just on this Oh, that would be so fun. I know. Your mom just ranting into our podcast would be so great. So she's coming. She, she and I may hang out next Sunday. There's a good chance that like I'm like, We'll do a follow-up. Yeah, we'll do a follow-up to this episode because my mom is an everyman when it comes to movie watching. She mm-hmm. wants to watch the things that she seems She's the kind of person for. that will turn something off after 10 minutes. Yeah. My, like my mom loves the show Mom. And my mom loves, you know, just just very very cliche things, which is fine. That's who she is, and mm-hmm. that's what she finds solace in, and I love that about her. But this is one of those movies that she's like, I before she even knew it was nominated for an Oscar, was like, I can't wait to see it. I'm going to see it. Mm-hmm. So I want to know what her takes but on. But your mom her. also believes in passionate love. She believes in like tearing even your toxic, fingernails yeah. out to yeah. fight for love. She believes in that kind of love. Yeah. So she yeah. Does. Adapted screenplay up against the Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Black Klansman, Can You Ever Forgive Me If Beale Street Could Talk. We talked this about this. screenplay is by Eric Roth, Bradley Cooper, and Will Fetters. 
I think it's very likely that it'll get it because yeah. uh, they want to vote for their own. They want to vote for Bradley Cooper and say, like, good for you for transcending. I think it's a script that's setting the actors up for success. I don't necessarily think it's a great script. Well, but no, as we talked about earlier, this movie has been done multiple times. And it has been done differently. Mm -hmm. And this has been adapted differently. It Mm -hmm. is a very equal movie. They do adapt it, but in their own way. There's a reason it's done for a fourth time. And it's nominated for, what, six Oscars? Like, that's freaking huge. So they clearly have done something right. The thing with A Star is Born is it's, it's one of those soups. It's got carrots. It's got celery. It's got broth. It is more than the sum of its parts. It is Bradley Cooper, I think, probably... I think he probably deserves the credit because he's involved in so many facets of it. Absolutely. Going, I see what this movie is going to be. It's going to be great songs. It's going to be close-ups of actors giving great performances. It's going to be a new way to interpret this story for our time. Yeah. It's hard to break it up into all the little things. All I can say It's a best picture. I agree. When I walk away from this year's Oscars, I really hope that this movie gets its due credit. That's all I can say. Is I don't know where that comes from or how that comes from. If it wins everything, if it doesn't win anything, all I want is that people acknowledge this movie as it being as great as it is for our time. This is one of those movies that points out to me that like Best Picture isn't the king of the awards. We just see it that way. Yeah. Best Picture can be it's all the things wrapped into one and that's this movie. And that's what I look for in Best Picture. It, to be fair, that's why I think this when movie... I, go ahead. But sorry. you called it bland earlier in a, in a previous podcast. You called this bland and yes. I don't think it's bland. I think I do it just th- hits on most of the categories. When I say bland, it doesn't have to be a bad thing. What you're it, saying is it doesn't have one specific It has mass agenda. market appeal. Yeah, it's not going after one thing. And and to be fair, when you look at the it's best, it's not niche. That's what we were talking it's about. Not that, niche. We were talking about it in comparison exactly. to niche. Yeah. When you look at this, this is not niche. This category, every other movie has a niche. It has a reason why people go. This movie is a mm-hmm. great nomination. A Star Is Born does not have that. It, a Star Is Born is just a freaking great film that you go. It's great for so many reasons. It has country music, but is not a country movie. It has a suicide in it, but it's not about mental health. It has addiction in it, but it's not about addiction. Yep. It doesn't have a niche. It doesn't have it a doesn't. thing that it's about. Yep. It's, it's it's something else. It's yep. not a romance. It's not just like... But it's not, it's, And it's also about female empowerment, but it's not just about female empowerment. Yeah. It, 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 I, the, okay, so best picture and best song, but I also think that it's a very strong contender for best direction. Like, I think mm, that... And acting. The acting is pretty strong, too. Yeah. So, and I'm not trying... But, like, cinematography and sound mixing and all that stuff needs to go to other people. Which leads us to our original song. It's up against All the Stars in Black Panther, I'll Fight in RBG, uh, The Place Where Lost Things Go in Mary Poppins Returns, and When a Cowboy Trades His Spurs for Wings in the Ballad of Buster Scruggs. And this is what we were talking about earlier, and that this movie has spent so much time with The Shallow. I have personally watched on Instagram and Facebook Lady Gaga performing it at a concert that she does in LA, and Bradley Cooper coming on stage and performing it with her so this is getting a ton of publicity it's been literally on like kiss fm and all of the popular radio stations it's getting a ton of publicity so i can't imagine if another movie does get it honestly i applaud them because they had a big hurdle to get over with this song okay well that's that anything any last closing notes yeah, on that one because after this born. we're watching the last one of the day or we're talking about oh man yep we're talking about vice which is my favorite next Our Oscar Year is a bi-weekly podcast recorded by Mystery House Radio and released every other Wednesday. Look for the next episode on Stitcher and SoundCloud, and you can download it on iTunes by searching for Mystery House Radio. This episode was produced by John Keithley. The intro music is Little Lily Swing by Tritachion, available on freemusicarchive.org.
sound effects courtesy of soundsnap.com. Email your questions and comments to mysteryhouseradio at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at MHC Radio and look for Mystery House Radio on Facebook. Tune in every other Wednesday to hear a husband and wife try to watch every Oscar-nominated movie before they're nominated. Thanks for listening.